Good morning, church. Let's open up our Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians 12. I want to welcome you to the Casco Bay Church of Christ. It is great to see all your lovely faces. And as Charlie would say, you guys sound great. Sorry about the hiccup with the lyrics there, but people really knew that song, and that's, that's really encouraging. So today, I think, is a really special day. Um, we, have, we sort of have a theme for the service, and that is that every part is vital. Yes. Every part of the fellowship is vital. Amen. Every part of the body of Christ is vital. Amen. You know, do you ever come to church and feel like, what am I doing? Am I, do I even matter? Does anyone even notice me? Do I even have a part to play? And I'm here to tell you, yes, yes, and yes. Every part is vital. Guys, it's radical. There's going to be no sermon in church today. We're going to have four sermonettes by four courageous brothers, all on the theme of every part is vital. You know, sometimes we're tempted to feel like we don't matter, but today I hope it's an inspiring time for you to understand and to grasp and internalize that you all matter to this church. Today, this morning, I'm going to start with every part of Christ's body is vital. Then we're going to take communion together. AJ is going to do every part of giving is vital. Every part giving is vital, that is. Then Glenn's going to do every part speaking the truth is vital. Speaking the truth to one another. And then Josh is going to close us out with every part using their talents is vital. I'm really excited about today. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. Every part of Christ's body is vital. Even the kids. Aren't you guys grateful for the kids? It's a very spiritual thing to be a child. Yes. Let the children come to me. First Corinthians 12. I'm going to be reading verses 12 through 27. And I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. So if it's a little confusing, you can just listen. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up only one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into Christ's body by one spirit, and we have all received the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am only an ear and not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? Suppose the whole body were an eye. How then would you hear? Or if your whole body was one big ear, how could you smell anything? This is the translation for the kids. But God made our bodies with many parts, and he has put each part just where he wants it. What a strange thing a body would be if it only had one part. 
Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Are you getting the idea yet? (laughs) The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some of the parts that seem weakest and least important are really the most necessary. And the parts that we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. So we carefully protect from the eyes of others those parts that should not be seen, while other parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together in such a way that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members can care for each other equally. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. Now all of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you is a separate and necessary part of it. What an amazing passage. Paul is addressing the Corinthian church. He's writing this letter to them. And this church had kind of gone astray in a few different areas. And he's sort of addressing a variety of issues in this book. Doctrinal, uh, he's addressing certain sins, he's addressing division. One of the biggest things he was sort of confronting them about was division in the church. Actually, specifically division during the communion meal. There were Jews, there were Gentiles, there were slaves, there were free people. Division is what threatened the Corinthian church, and division is what threatens us. Paul offers this amazing analogy of the the church, the fellowship, being a body, being like a human body. And he's like, the arms, the legs, the eyes, the ears, each member is a different part of that body. Each member has different cellular makeup. They came from different places. They look different. They're all part of one body, but they all have different functions. This is not the first time that Paul's used this analogy, and it is just an analogy. He uses it all across the New Testament. The church is the body. Jesus is the head of that body. And we are each individual parts. I think there's two things Paul is trying to say to the Corinthians and two things that God, through the scriptures, is saying to us. First, he offers this word of of encouragement, this this admonition. Don't separate yourself from the body. Don't say, oh, because I am a hand, I don't belong to the body. Don't say, because I don't look like that person, that I don't belong to this church. Don't say, because I didn't come from this place or I haven't done these things. That I don't belong here. You cannot separate yourself from the body. You know, I like to to offer another analogy, as Paul offers his analogy, that of a family dinner. You know, growing up, I had dinner together with my family, and there was five people in my family. And we had dinner together probably five to six nights a week, on average. And when someone wasn't there, it really felt like, oh, where's Rachel? Where's Sam? Where's mom? Where's dad? You know, when I was gone, where's Jesse? You know, and, and now Lyanne and I have family dinners too. Me, Lyanne, and Judah. And you, you might find it a strange analogy, as all analogies break at some point, to ask, where's Judah? 
But the day will come when he'll be away somewhere for dinner and the, the body, the family will be broken. The family will be incomplete. Judah can't just say, I am not part of this family because I just don't want to be part of this family anymore. He is, it doesn't, that doesn't make him no longer part of the family. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. All of you are part of this family. All of you are part of this body. And you can't just say, oh, I'm not going to be part. I'm not because I don't look like these people, because I don't act like these people. I, I cease to be part of the, the body. Yeah. Don't isolate yourself. The second thing that he tells the church is don't separate someone else from the body. Right. Don't because you're an eye look at the, the ear and say, I don't need you. Because you're, you're the head, look at the feet, say, I don't need you. I think that's more subtle, but we, ca- we can cast judgment on other people. Yeah. We can look down on people. We can, we can put people out of the family. Yep. And Paul emphatically says every part is necessary. In fact, he even goes a step further and says the people who look a little bit less polished, they need extra care. They need extra honor you know I grew up going to church so I've been going to church more or less my whole life I'd say just about every 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 Sunday and most you know midweeks and that sort of thing and it was a practice of mine and a conviction of mine to be part of the body to to come on Sunday mornings to to make every effort to be with disciples outside of Sundays and that sort of thing and it was a conviction that I had developed that wasn't really tested very much because I, I, just, I just went to church. That's what I do. That's what disciples do. And a few years ago, you know, I, I went through kind of a hard time. And there was definitely days where I was tempted to not go to church. And you're thinking, wow, Jesse, no way. You've got to be kidding me. you tempted not to go to church. It's true. Sometimes I just didn't want to see all your faces. <laughs> Because I let, I, I let myself get bitter. I let myself get disillusioned and, and, and lonely. And, and there was a part of me that, that wanted to stay in that place. I think I'm thankful for the convictions that I had developed when I was doing well spiritually. Because the conviction to be part of the body, to be connected, was more important than my emotions. You get where I'm saying? Yeah. Secondly, I'm grateful for this church. I'm grateful that you guys carried me along. I'm grateful that you supported me and helped me. Many of you don't know the ways that you have helped me, but my sanctification was because of your presence. It was because of the body, because I was connected to, to you and connected to the head. You know, I say this because I think we live in such an individualistic culture. Yeah. And sort of co- cultivating this community is so critical. It's something that the world desperately desires and something the world desperately needs. Yeah is people who make promises to each other. People who are committed to one another. People who say, I'm part of this body. It's not just me and God. It's not just me and the world. So as Paul offers this encouragement to the Corinthians, so I offer my encouragement to you. Let us not separate someone else from the body. Let us lift each other up. The least desirable people need to be held in the greatest honor. Let us not look down on each other because they look different from, from us. We're all part of this body. We're all in this together. Secondly, let us not remove ourselves from the body. I think this is something we do probably more often. 
there's an t- a temptation to think that we aren't important, that showing up doesn't matter. I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false on so many levels. Your presence, your sanctification is connected to all of our sanctification. We're all in this together. You know, when Christ's body, when when you don't come, like if Judah didn't come to our family meal, my family is incomplete. Christ's body is incomplete. Did you know that in verse, this, is, this blew my mind, okay, this is amazing. In verse 21, it says, the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Did you know that Christ is the head of this body? Christ literally says, I need you. I need you. Christ. Because Christ cannot work in this world without us. If Christ says he needs you, don't let yourself say that you're not needed here. Remember your baptism. Your baptism, you were baptized into this body. You might not have thought you were getting baptized into this body. You might might have thought, I'm doing this between me and God. I'm getting forgiven of all my sins. I'm good. Paul says, you, are back, you, are, you all have the same spirit. You are baptized into this body. Yeah. Remember your baptism. Remember the vows that yeah. you made at your baptism to be part of this community. You know, communion is like a family dinner. We're taking a meal together. We're remembering. Amen. We're remembering Jesus. Let us not separate ourselves from that family meal. Amen. Let us not break up Christ's body. And um, if you will, just pray with me together before we pass around the trays. Our Father in God, we thank you so much for this body. I have no idea what I'd be doing in my life without the Christians here today, without those who have made promises to me, to protect me, to honor me, and without those that I've made promises to, to protect them, to honor them, to lift them up, to serve them. Thank you for this family and thank you for uh, your scripture that has instructed us in the way that you desire for us to live. I pray that we can remember Jesus together, collectively, um, and just honor Jesus in our hearts today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.